Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are when you may be joining in and hearing this message. And so I trust that today is going well for you. God bless you today. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer, excuse me, with Covenant Truth Ministries. And this is edition or episode 46 of our Bible Bites as we are reading through the scriptures this year. And we're commenting on the various portions that we are reading and just whatever the Lord seems to to jump out at, at me with. And, and so I trust that these are a blessing to you as well. So today our reading, <clears throat> my particular reading, is Numbers chapter 8, 9, and 10. And I wanted to bring out just a few points from each of these chapters and primarily the, the uh, points that I have are in 9 and 10. But in Numbers chapter 8, <clears throat> we see Aaron, of course, given the instructions about arranging and, and caring for the lampstands. And the purpose of the lampstand, again, is defined here, and it is to give light. Now, why does that matter so much to the church today in 2020? The reason is because if you read the book of Revelation and you read Revelation chapters 1 through 3, you will see that the lampstands in heaven that these were symbolic of represent the church, the, the believer, the congregation of believers all across the world, Jewish and Gentile. And the purpose of the church is the same as the purpose of the lampstand in the Old Testament. It is to give light. Paul, when he wrote about the gospel, he said, May the light of the, the, light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ shine into your hearts. He talked about that in one of his books. And so there's a light to the gospel and the light, remember, has come into the darkness. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then you read on <clears throat> in another place in Paul's writing. And he talks about how he has transformed us from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. And so the light that we are to give forth that these lampstands represent is the light of Jesus, the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus. There's also in chapter 8, and I'll just point this out, but there is in the scriptures this notion of a sacrament or a, um, a feature of Christianity called the laying on of hands. And there's not a lot of scripture that's given particularly to help us understand this. However, in Numbers chapter 8, you will see an example in the Old Testament of this New Testament concept called the laying on of hands. And here they were to lay the hands upon the Levites in Numbers chapter 8. And what was happening was that God was separating. It was a special consecration or separation to God of this tribe of Levi unto the Lord and for his special purposes and his special service. So that is one element of the laying on of hands. And we see an example of that here in Numbers chapter 8. Then in Numbers chapter 9, 
we read two things in there. In that passage, first of all, that I want to comment on is that they did observe the Passover. This is the second year after they've come out of the land of Egypt, after God has brought them out. And in the first year, remember, they were experiencing the Passover, the death of the firstborn, and God's passing over them through the blood that was on the doorpost. And so now this is the second year and they're actually in the wilderness and God says, okay, remember my feast, remember the Passover and observe it now. And so they did, they did just that and they remembered it and they observed it at its time. We also read in Numbers chapter nine about the glory cloud and there was a cloud of God's presence that would come. And once the tabernacle was raised up in that same day, according to uh, verse 15, it says that the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony from evening till morning. It was above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. And then it goes on the rest of that chapter, talks about the importance of this cloud because the cloud represented the very presence of God. God was the one, he, he called himself the one who dwelled among the cherubim. So it represented the very presence of God with his people. He was living and dwelling with his people. And so I want to mention to you, <clears throat> that the glory cloud is still in our lives today. It's the presence of the Almighty God with us. Jesus is called Emmanuel, the God with us, God that is with us and walk, walking through life with us. And just like in the Old Testament, the glory cloud would guide them, it would cover and protect them, and it would lead them. Because whenever the glory cloud would lift up, they knew that was the signal from God for them to leave and to journey forward. And whenever the glory cloud would rest in the, <clears throat> in the tabernacle and would settle back down, then they knew it was time to camp right there in that spot. And so God, I just want you to know, beloved, that if you're a child of God, the glory cloud is with you always. Hallelujah, just like it was here and he will lead you, and he will guide you, and he will direct and order your steps. And then we go on in Numbers chapter 10, and we read about these silver trumpets. There were two silver trumpets that they were, um, they were instructed to make, and they were for specific purposes. They were mainly for gathering the people for the sound of the advance when they had to go to war, and for the <clears throat> excuse me, sound of movement to gather the people and to get them moving when it was time to move. And so we see that evident here and we see the first episode of them actually moving camp and breaking camp and moving outward just like God had instructed them to do in the book of Numbers chapter 2 through 3. So we see now this being fulfilled here. And I just want to read two more verses from this, or three more verses actually from this chapter. I want to read verse 29 to you. Because here <clears throat> they're fixing a move for the first time. And Joseph, uh, Moses, excuse me, Moses' father-in-law and <clears throat> the son of Moses' father-in-law has been with them for, now for some time. And so Moses said to Hobab, the son of Ruel or Jethro, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are setting out for the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us and we will treat you well. This is the key. 
for the Lord has promised good things to Israel. And so Moses is inviting this son of Jethro to come with them and to be a part of this. And he's telling him, we'll, we'll take care of you and you'll be able to enjoy this blessing of the Lord. And so in a sense, this represents the church also because we are grafted in, Paul says. We become the seed of Abraham through faith in Jesus Christ, according to Galatians chapter three. And so the Lord has promised good things to Israel, and he has promised good things to his church. He has promised good things to you, beloved, and they will come to pass. God will see to it, and he will bring you to that place where all of those things will happen just like they're supposed to happen in their time. The Bible tells us that God makes all things beautiful in his time. Hallelujah. And lastly, I want to read verse 35 and 36. So it was whenever the ark set out that Moses said, Rise up, O Lord, let your enemies be scattered and let those who hate you flee before you. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, to the many thousands of Israel. So as that glory cloud would lead them, as it would lift up, Moses' prayer was, God, as you are carrying us forward, go with us, protect us, let your enemies flee before you, um, uh, let, let your enemies be scattered, rise up, O God, and be our defense. And then whenever the glory cloud would settle and it would rest, Moses was praying, God, return to us. Make your home with us, God. Make your home with us, the many thousands of Israel. We welcome you to come and live with us, tabernacle with us, and may we be a home worthy of your beautiful presence. Oh, what beautiful things Moses was praying there in those two verses. And so I pray that that blesses you today and that you will make those your prayer as well. In Jesus' name, may God bless you, and I hope you can join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you.